All right, here we go. All right, well, hello, everybody. This is Renee Bohr with my cycling buddy, Tommy O'Donnell, and uh, it's our every other week uh, broadcast in support of the Ride for the Phoenix North Lawndale College Prep in the North Lawndale uh, neighborhood of Chicago. Yeah. And uh, so far, Tommy, we uh, we have two epic rides in from uh, that we do from Astoria, Oregon to uh, Brookings, South Dakota, and then uh, this past summer we went from Brookings to Portland, Maine. And uh, next summer we're getting geared up for eight days of riding around Lake Michigan. Are you uh, getting any training in? Oh, absolutely! Every other day. Um, I'm, I'm now down to a half a mile each time I go out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, well, we'll, we'll uh, I'll come back to that later on after after we hang up and then uh, I get okay. one out of one. But uh, we're excited because we have a special guest tonight, our good friend, Sean O'Driscoll. And you can tell by that last name that he's not from around these parts. But uh, we're going to hear Sean's story. I'm really excited about it. and. Uh, have Sean answer our uh, question of the day All from right. one of the students at Norris Lawndale. So, hey, Sean, um, I'll, just, I'll just read off the question from uh, Makita Lee from North Lawndale, and you can, uh, and we'll come back to it a little bit after we um, hear more about your story. Sure. Um, but I'll read off the question now. Um, so the question is, how do you ask for help without looking dumb or incapable? Ooh. And oh, that is Makita great. Lee. Yeah, that was a that, that was a really good question. So, uh, as always, we're, we're getting a lot of a lot of good ones. So, great. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd love yeah. to answer that one. So, can we answer that now or later? Later? Yeah, yeah we'll answer <laughs> that one a little bit later. But first, we want to you know get yeah. to know your story first. So, yeah. Uh, so, tell us your, your story, Sean. Where you're from and how what brought you here and Give us a brief history of not only Sean, but your wife, Trish, as well. Sure. <laughs> That's the more you interesting. Can't tell, you can't tell your story without telling hers. It's kind of an interesting one. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, with my name, but also the accent, you've probably figured it out. <laughs> as you rightly said, I'm not from North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm from Dublin in Ireland. And uh, we've been over here oh, 25 years now. Uh, so definitely very much call um, uh, Minneapolis and Minnesota home, but still would also call Ireland home and uh, Dublin yeah. in particular. Yeah. So, uh, st my story basically is uh, when I started out my work life, I actually ended up working for the government for a short while and actually had a, some really, really good years working for the Irish government. Uh, had tons of variety. Loads of people say that working for the government is uh, not fun, but for me, it was a great experience. But I also wanted to, you know, have the challenge of working in the private sector. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do was be completely marketable. Uh, one of the things that I remember saying to a couple of my friends was, you know, I can spend the rest of my life doing this. And, you know, I was already on the career ladder there, but I'll spend most of that in Ireland. And I wanted to be able to do something that could take me anywhere in the world. 
Hmm. So what I did was uh, switched over to the computer industry uh, and went into that as uh, a sales salesperson hmm. and acquired that ultimate in skills, sales skills, uh, wow. which basically positions you, if you're, you're good at sales, you can go anywhere and you can pretty much sell anything within reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so... So that was kind of the thought process. So I got moved into the computer industry in Ireland. I, the ultimate intention was that uh, potentially I would at least have the option of moving abroad. And uh, along, the li- along those, um, those lines, the, the option came up to apply for a, a green card to the US. There was what they called Donnelly or Morrison visas. I can't remember which one of them it was, but... Mm-hmm. Anyway, they, uh, these were visas that were available to the entire world. Uh, you had to apply for them. You had to be interviewed, the whole works. So I ended up applying and uh, get, got a green card, Trish. My wife applied. At the time, she wasn't my wife, actually. She was, she was my girlfriend. But we applied together. And uh, we got married before we actually got the green cards. Uh, and uh, once we got the green cards, we decided we were going to come over. And, yeah. Uh, uh, so we did. We came over. Both of us got um, jobs in the Twin Cities. It was funny. I had job offers on the East Coast and on the West Coast. Nothing doing in the, the Twin Cities. But Nothing in the middle. New people here. And uh, we visited at the right. We got here in October. It was Indian summer. Beautiful. We'd come over <laughs> with um, our winter gear. And literally, we got off the plane, headed to Target, got shorts and T-shirts. <laughs> which we wore for about two weeks and then it was like, uh oh. What's going on here? The white stuff started coming down. <laughs> well, first the temperature started going down, then the white stuff came. But um anyway, um so that was that right. that was our introduction to to Minnesota. But uh, we've we've I've worked all over the U.S. since I've had offices in uh, Cleveland, Seattle, California, Colorado, Dallas. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, but always lived in the Twin Cities. And Trish, yeah. Well, you've met Trish Renee, so um, <laughs> definitely. Um, uh, how would I put it? The better part of this partnership and definitely the most <laughs> more relatable of the two. Yeah, we had a, a wonderful dinner together uh, about six weeks ago. That was been a lot of fun. It was good. Absolutely, yeah. So um, she has put down very firm roots in, in the community here. And uh, um, she's always wanted to stay here. So hence, as I say, I've worked remotely loads of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of career here, I mean, I've worked in the data storage industry, all all the while in entrepreneurial companies, just kind of coming back, going back a little bit. When I was in the computer industry in Ireland, I was... You there? We had to kind of wreak our own salvation. 
And that led quite a few of us into the whole entrepreneurial space and uh, invoked sort of in me a whole passion and a love for the entrepreneurial space. So the bulk of my career since then has been spent in entrepreneurial companies. Yeah. And I've been part of the uh, leadership teams of several different entrepreneurial companies. And just I love the immediacy of it, the fact that you got to stand and fall by your own decisions. Uh, you don't have to um, worry about bureaucracy or the whole corporate. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. That's uh Are we back? Did we lose Renee? Uh hang on. Uh I don't think so. Let me get back on here. No, we hear you. We're good okay. now. Okay, good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's not that easy to lose. Okay. Cool. Um, so, so, uh, so, Sean, what what are you working on now? I am a certified EOS implementer. So, that in that position, what I do is um, I work with entrepreneurial companies. I help entrepreneurs, business leaders get what they want from their businesses. Mm -hmm. And I do it by implementing a uh, proven system that does three things that we call vision, traction, and healthy. So vision from the standpoint of helping leaders all get on the same page so they're absolutely crystal clear about where the organization is going and how it's going to get there mm -hmm. traction from the standpoint of helping them execute towards that vision and then healthy just so that they're a healthy functional cohesive leadership team mm -hmm. and then cool so I think I lost you for a second. And then it just, it's healthy and it's a functional organization with great chemistry. Cool. And so, uh, so is that something that like when you were in the, the companies that you, you worked for, the entrepreneurial companies, is that something that you helped them with while you were yeah, that was, working with them? Yeah. That was kind of my, my introduction to, to EOS, and I've been involved from one side of the table or the other mm -hmm. uh, with EOS now for over 10 years. Oh, um, wow. My initial introduction was, um, I read the book Traction by Gina Wickman, which is the basis for EOS. This is where he outlined EOS. Okay. And, uh, ended up saying, whoa, this is exactly what we needed in that situation. So I remember calling up EOS. There's a guy, you guys know, Don Tinney, and mm -hmm. to Don that, hey, we're thinking of implementing this. 
And he said, well, I can suggest to you a guy here in the Twin Cities called Mike Payton. Um, hmm. So uh, got introduced to Mike. We ended up using Mike as our EOS implementer, implemented it in that organization. Then I ended up implementing it in another organization down in Dallas and are driving the implementation again using Mike as our implementer. So okay. That was, that was my introduction to oh, Yeah, very good. That way, I, along that journey, I ended up having conversations with Mike Payton about being an implementer and here we are seven years later. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Loving it. Yeah. Absolutely loving yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. And you were in good hands with Mike. <laughs> this is true. Is true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Learning from the master. But the, there you go. The, right. beauty, the beauty of it is just the variety of companies that you get to deal with and the variety of people. Uh, oh, I'm sure you get to learn so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you get to learn so much. You get to have an impact, on positive impact on people and their businesses and their lives. Mm -hmm. And uh, you don't get bored. That's yeah, funny. there you go. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, 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 Sean, uh, the, uh, the kids at North Lawndale, you know, the mission of the school is to uh, not only help them have a great high school experience and graduate, but then also mentor them through a college experience. And so a lot of the kids that graduate also go on to college. Tell us a little bit about your education experience having grown up in, uh, in Ireland. Sure. Uh, well, I went through the equivalent of what would be the high school experience here in Ireland. It was primary school and secondary school. So secondary school would be the equivalent of the high school experience. Okay. And uh, uh, so I, w I went through secondary school, did well. Um, I was originally supposed to go to college uh, after, uh, after I left secondary school, but uh, ended up a little bit of a banana skin in, on that one. I was supposed to get a job on the boats between Ireland and England, which over the summer, oh. which uh, is pretty tough work. Um, you end up sort of cleaning up a lot of stuff that you probably don't want to be cleaning up. But the Siemens Union at the time went on strike. So, um, and I was the eldest of five kids. So basically we couldn't afford college. Uh, so yeah. what I ended up doing was going to work. That's how I ended up working for the government. And uh, a number of years later, I ended up getting a degree, but I got it at night. So I used to work during the day and then go out to college each night. First year, five nights a week. Like literally, you'd finish work and then you'd go out to college for between six and nine and then head home. Uh, some nights, I was really lucky. Actually, I could get a bus from the back of the the, the back of the college. You'd walk about half a mile or a mile, I guess. Get this bus, and I'd get on the bus. And I was lucky. My house was close to the terminus at the other mm -hmm. end, so oftentimes I'd fall asleep, um, and the bus conductor would wake me up at the other end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect. So that was one way of getting catching up on sleep. It was, it was a pretty wow. 
rough few years. So, but anyway, bottom line, I got, I got a, got my degree. That certainly helped. It helped me in terms of making me employable in the private sector. Uh, and, um, I ended up getting an MBA later on than when I was over here in the U.S. from one of the colleges here locally. Mm-hmm. And again, that was a part. It was a part-time exercise. It was it was a what they call an executive MBA here, and so it was weekends okay. and whatnot with a cohort of experienced people. And that was that was really fun. That was yes. all of the people. You know, they were experienced executives. The average age was about forty. And, oh, wow. mm-hmm. As one of the lecturers said, uh, he said, I love coming in and ta- doing this course because he said, I learn as much, if not more, from you guys as I do probably teach you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's great. So it was great, great experience. Yeah. So what, what would you say is some of the most valuable lessons that you've learned either through that educational experience or just life in general? what would be a, a valuable lesson? I think this one just keeps coming back. I am both, you know, through work experience, um, education experience, life experience, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about people and it's mm-hmm. all about the people. Um, that, uh, you know, if you want to have a fun experience in life, surround yourself with people that you want to be around people that are fun. Um, if you want to um, do well in life, surround yourself with people that want to do well, that sort of are ambitious or growth oriented. Mm-hmm. In the work environment, it's pay attention to the people. Pay attention to the people that you're hiring. Pay attention to how you treat them. Going back mm-hmm. to uh, you know Renee's book, How to Be a Great Boss. Take on board those lessons. Make sure, as you know, as Renee said in the in the, the, the uh, Renee and Gino said in the book, um, you know what's really important is to be genuinely concerned about the people in your organization. Mm-hmm. Renee didn't say anything to me about this in advance, so this is uh, but yeah, genuinely, you know, remember particularly in the executive MBA program. Yeah. You know, we went through things on, you know, decision making, um, you know, legal stuff on a whole series of different things, but it all came back to people. So yeah. to me the biggest lesson is it's it's about people, mind that side, whether it's in life or in business, and you're setting yourself up for success. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a, a great lesson for the for the the kids at North Lawndale too as they're going through that journey and you know they're they're choosing the 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 friends that they're hanging out with at at high school and then ultimately college it's start now (laughs) right it's important to to make the right choices yeah yeah it 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 is uh it's funny uh, I'll I'll give you an example. Over the weekend, um, our, our second son plays college soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, last year he had to redshirt. He was injured. This, this year he's playing really well, doing well, the whole works. But uh, they won last week. They had a game on Friday evening and they won it. And they got the weekend off. 
and you know they're all college players, soccer players, and mm-hmm. they all decided they were going to party. And uh, it was funny. He was chatting with Trish yesterday evening, and he was saying that he was a little bit disappointed in himself that he had potentially wasted the weekend because they had partied a bit too hard. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that that you know that. He, he hadn't struck the right balance. Yeah, absolutely. You do need to, to celebrate. You do need absolutely, to. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's lessons. And I was just saying to Trish, I mean, that's a great lesson for him. Yeah. To even, to even recognize it or even have a conversation about it, I think, is, yeah, is, is I was, awesome. Yeah, I, to be quite honest with you, I was really happy with him that he had. Yeah. He had recognized that. And to me, that shows he's, He's growing up. He's he's displaying a level of maturity uh, mm-hmm. for a kid who's nineteen. He's he's That's doing. Great. He's probably doing better than I was at that age. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Kudos to him there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, that's you know, going back to your point that yeah. uh, for youngsters in high school, uh, yeah, take that on board. The people you're with and mm-hmm. can only. Oh yeah, awesome. Good. So yeah. then, so who's has, who has had the, the biggest influence on your life? I don't know if I could answer that with a single. Uh, I, I think that group. goes to ver- at various stages in your life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, without a doubt, my parents, I mean, my father in particular had a really strong work ethic. Um, but, uh, you know, a couple of lessons he taught me along the way as well was work hard. Um, but also, and again, when, you, when I think of it, this goes back to the people, you know, it's always, you know, one of the things he used to say is do unto others as you would like them to do to you, you know? Sure, yeah. That, that to me has been something that I've uh, um, always tried to take on board. And, you know, if you look at uh, one of the... Uh, one of the hotel chains right now is something like that, a, the golden rule, you know? Um, I don't know if any of you- Yeah, you guys, is that they, Marriott or something? Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they operate on the same principles. So mm-hmm. uh, his work ethic and, and that particular phrase, I can still hear him say it, um, has, has always stood out for me. Um, you know, I think, I think of it as well, I had a teacher, a um, guy called Mr. O'Donoghue. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what his first name is, but uh, <laughs> he was always Mr. O'Donoghue. But um, he he taught some valuable lessons, and one of one of the things he talked about was just focus. That okay. uh, you know, make sure you focus for at least an hour a night on your homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he said, take away all the distractions. And this was, you know, I'm not a spring chicken, so. But there wasn't as many distractions. There certainly wasn't the internet. Uh, right. I think in our case, it was black and white TV. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, but it, it was a really valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah. then along the line, you know, you get, um, you get, you meet some work colleagues that profoundly inf- influence you. And uh, um, yeah, yeah. And then I guess... You know, more recent years, probably Trish and the boys. 
uh, you know, sometimes you can think you're really doing doing well or you come in from a session with a client and they're really happy and their business is doing well and so on. And they're singing your praises or singing EOS's praises. And mm-hmm. it can be important for your wife and your kids sometimes to bring you down to earth, to earth you know? And, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not... You're not quite that shining star, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, funny. You still got to bring the rubbish out, you know. It's it. <laughs> right. So, you got it. Um, that's anyway, great. I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for, but. Uh, yeah, no, that's great. Uh, I think it goes along with the, just like you said, the lesson, the most valuable lesson. It's, it's, it's always, uh, the people that you're around in all the different environments that you find yourself and it changes over time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And just do right by those people and likely as not, they'll do right by you. Yeah. That's awesome. Good. So are you ready to, uh, to answer the question of the day? Sure. sure. All right. So I'll just uh, repeat the question here uh, in case we forgot. So, how do you ask for help without looking dumb or incapable? And that's Makita Lee from North Lawndale College Prep. So firstly, I'd say to Makita that that's a great question. So kudos for asking the question. I would say the thing to do is if you're thinking it, ask the question and be brave enough to ask the question. Because likely as not, if you're thinking it, you're thinking that you don't know the answer to that question. There's probably 10 other people in the room that don't know the answer to it. Mm-hmm. They're just not brave enough to ask it, to articulate it. So I would say go for it. There are no dumb questions. Right. That uh, be prepared. Sometimes that may mean you're going to have to be a little bit vulnerable. But as I say, likely as not, there's at least 10 other people in the room that want to ask that question but aren't, aren't brave enough to do it. Mm-hmm. So go for it. Yeah, yes. And I, it seems like in that case, I know she says without looking dumb or incapable. It's, I think, like you said, you you might in your head, you might be thinking, oh, that's a dumb question, or I will look dumb if I ask this. But like you said, the more than more often than not, the reality is, is there's other people in the room that are, that are hoping somebody asks that exactly dumb question. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and, and they'll appreciate you for it. They will appreciate you for it. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, if, if you do that and the one time you ask a question that the answer seems to be obvious to everybody else, nobody is going to pay attention to it uh, because you ask good questions. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine, yeah, people are, you're, you're you know, you're always, you always find that, that people, I guess we'll uh, kind of think think that they they know more than the, than they do, um, but I don't know. I I I think they like you said appreciate 
appreciate those people who are the question askers, you know, because yeah. you're just doing them a favor, right? And they might, they might act tough around you, like, you know, they're smart or, you know, again, just trying to avoid the looking dumb or incapable yeah. piece of it. They might not, not do that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's always, it's always good to just throw those questions out there. Yeah. Sometimes as well, you know, and, and I think all of us are guilty of this and it's not just people who are in school. Uh, so I, I don't want any of the students in the school to be thinking that it's just that, you know, let's just say I'm a good bit older. And sometimes we think if I ask a stupid question, you know, people will be looking at me or people thinking, wow, Sean is, that's really dumb. <laughs> wow, that's a... um, and like, quite honestly, they're not, they're just, they're about to move on to the next thing. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, even if your question is, um, don't worry about it. Nobody's going to be paying any attention. They're moving on to the next thing. Yeah. So, and as I say, nine, probably 99 times out of a hundred, it's not a dumb question. Mm-hmm. So, well, and you know, it's, you know, it's interesting about that. And having observed this in, in a lot of meetings, it's usually the person who knows nothing about the subject who asks the best question. That's a really so good point, Renee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So they just, they, they'll, you know, just out of curiosity, I know nothing about this, but let me ask you <laughs> and, you learn a lot more from asking than, uh, you know, from assuming or telling. And it's just amazing, you know, that there's always one person that's willing to be brave enough, to your point, Sean, to just say, look, this might be a stupid question, but I got to ask it because I'm curious. Yeah, and it takes the entire discussion in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and and yeah. I think you, you, um, you opened up a really good point there as well in terms of how you phrase the question. Like, you know, this might be, this might sound a stupid question or uh, another way is, you know, making your, is help, help me understand, or I'm not, I'm not fully getting that. Can you give me a bit? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that makes you less vulnerable for one want of a better word mm-hmm. yeah. still, still get to answer the question or ask the question yeah. Yeah. yeah because i think a lot of times we we go off on assumptions because no one was brave enough to ask the question so the discussion's never very very rich and everybody just dashes off assuming they're all in agreement or they all know but in fact they don't mm-hmm. so uh I, I love this particular question it's uh, it's yeah. Yeah. You know, it kind of makes me think too, like when you're, when you're teaching your kids um, and, you know, you have knowledge of a certain thing or whether it's a subject or how to use something, how to do something that's, you know, common knowledge or something, but now you have to teach your kids that same thing, whatever it might be. And they'll come back with, some of the strangest questions, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, but it really gets you to think, how can I better explain and simplify uh, yeah. Yeah. whatever, you know, whatever it might be. So yeah, I, even if it, even if it is uh, very elementary uh, and, and like common knowledge and you, you don't want to um, kind of call attention to that lack of basic knowledge, it, it really helps the other people too. Like, 
how do I think about this in a simpler way and better explain um, how to do something or the, the, you know, the answer to this question? Yeah. yeah. I think as well, um, if you think about it, like young kids, particularly, you know, anything from say two to five, I mean, mm -hmm. they ask why constantly. <laughs> and, they do. Uh, there's a reason because, you know, their minds are completely open. And yeah. uh, that those whys can be really profound. So, and make, you know, as, as you said, Tommy, can make you think, number one, um, have I got this right? And number two, how do I explain it? Yeah. So, so it's, it's like, don't be afraid to ask the question. No, no, I, I yeah. The moral of the story, ask questions, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you learn something new or how does something different happen? Or so many businesses have been formed because uh, somebody asked a question. Um, and then somebody chose to answer that question. And particularly if they answered yeah. some way differently, I mean, that, that's helped a lot of people. It's formed a lot of businesses. Uh, it's opened up so many avenues. I would say, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you guys think that there is any scenarios or a time and place where you're, where you shouldn't ask a question? I would say from that long pause, the answer is probably <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I'll go with. <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong here, Sean. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying to write, I'm trying to come up with a scenario. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, one yeah. thing that, that, that's a bit cynical, people say, you know, don't answer, don't ask a question that you don't already know the answer to. I think that's just crazy. You know, mm -hmm. in other words, you're asking a question just so you can come off as being smart. <laughs> right? Yeah. And oh, yeah. I think you're better off asking a question, you know, being willing to be, uh, to maybe appear a little bit stupid. But mm -hmm. that's where I think where wisdom comes in, right? It's, wow, you were, uh, it was a good question. And it, it just gets people thinking. And yeah. So I, I think. It's good to ask questions that you don't have the answer to because now you really are opening up your mind to Sean's point that, uh, you know, I just want to understand why. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, exactly. Um, yeah, you're, you're going to open up, as you say, you're going to open up your mind. You're going to learn something. Uh, and I'm, you know, I can't think of a situation where it isn't good to be continuously learning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think if you're genuinely interested in the answer, to the question you're asking, like, you know, like Renee said, like if you, I guess if you, if you're asking questions, maybe to catch somebody off guard and you want to appear smarter, you know, if you're using yeah. a question in that way, maybe, but I, yeah. think, I don't think there's a, yeah. If you're genuinely interested in the answer to your question or, you know, and learning you, I can't imagine there'd be a, you know, a time not to ask. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Agreed. Good. Well, Sean, I appreciate your taking time off at the end of a busy day. I'm sure you had a busy day. It's Monday, so I know you were busy. 
<laughs> yes, it was. But I was more than happy <laughs> to do it, Sam. For you Thank guys, you. for the school, I am so I was delighted to do it. Yeah, thanks yeah. a lot. And is it true that you uh, you had a, a cycling career back way back when? <laughs> I heard a rumor that that you were like a professional cyclist at one point. No, 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 no. I definitely was not. <laughs> oh, okay. that's, that's, some that's, other O'Driscoll. I, I must be this. some other O'Driscoll. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, uh, next, next summer, next summer, uh, we've got you in our sights. It'd be great to have you join us. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I am. I'm going to do my level best to do that one. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah, okay, but don't, don't good. expect me to be in the front of the pack. I'm going to be doing the what's it? The trailing the wind. Yeah, like you're you're drifting, right? Drifting. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called coasting. It's called coasting. Yeah. coasting. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Right. <laughs> I should know this, Renee. <laughs> it's okay to coast. It's okay to coast. There's nothing wrong with it. All right, John. All right. Thanks. Thanks again. Rene, you're more than welcome. Tommy, likewise. It was uh, great talking with you, Sean. Not at yeah. all. Not at all. All right. Thanks, okay. guys. Talk all to right. you. Have Talk a good one. Later. All right. You too. Bye.